Welcome to the second episode of Sweet Sports Talk this week with your host Brian Sweet. Tonight we'll be talking about the uh, NBA um, as they are about to go into their uh, All-Star Game break and where they are in the standings right now going into that. Now, you know, the trade deadline was today and we, first off I gotta talk about what the Dallas Mavericks did and I gotta give props to Nico Harrison before we even begin into the standings in, in the divisions, um, the Mavericks have been lacking uh, at the forward slash center position for a while. I mean, when Derek Lively is not in the lineup, it's an automatic yell for the Dallas Mavericks because they really just don't have anyone that can rebound. And, you know, it, it was one of the, the biggest things that they needed to get going into the trade deadline today. And they got two really great players that are going to help out the Mavericks. And I think it even made them, uh, boosted them as uh, title contenders today. They traded for Daniel Gifford and P.J. Washington. Um, both are just really great players. And uh, the Mavericks didn't give up any of their core young players. I know a lot of teams really asked for Josh Green, their small forward, and... Uh, Mark Cuban and Nico Harrison just hung up the phone on those uh, people when they asked for Josh Green. The fact that we were able to get these very solid players without giving up much draft capital and the fact we actually got some draft picks back on one of the deals, it's just outstanding. It's like a master class on how to be an NBA GM and keep your franchise player happy. Um, I mean, it... it uh, if you want to be an NBA GM one day, just go look at what Nico Harrison has done in the couple of years he's been the uh, Mavericks GM. Uh, personally, um, I, I could see Nico Harrison possibly get poached by another team if he continues to do the fleecing that he's doing in these trades and signings. Now that I got that over with, let's go into the division standings. We're going to start out in the Atlantic Conference in the Eastern Conference and. You know, Boston's number uh, one overall in the Atlantic Conference. It's no surprise. They're they're just killing it right now. Uh, Boston is probably the team to be in the Eastern Conference. We'll get to the New York Knicks in just a second, but Boston is probably going to be one of the uh, toughest teams to beat uh, in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Now, the New York Knicks, they're going to be a solid. They're going to be a solid team as well going into the playoffs. They're just. They're behind them by six and a half games right now, but with like 30-plus more games after the All-Star break, New York could swoop in and take that spot from Boston. I actually wouldn't be shocked if that did happen. Right now in the uh, Atlantic Division, uh, it's a New York-Boston race for first place in the division. Uh, the other teams, I just don't see catching up to them. Uh, let's move on to the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. And out of the blue, we got to talk about how the Cleveland Cavaliers stole first place from the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the, if you haven't heard the Milwaukee Bucks, they had a rookie head coach this year, and um, he was doing a great job. I mean, they're second in the Eastern Conference, second in their conference, and then he gets fired midseason because two of their star players just didn't like him. I, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, the... I know he's a rookie head coach, but he had the guys second in the Eastern Conference with 
the record he had by the time he got fired. And now with Doc Rivers, um, the uh, standings have the Bucks losing first place in their division uh, after a, a big slide by the Milwaukee Bucks on the defensive side. They lost to a in, injury-riddled Mavericks team the other week, and it just shows that Doc Rivers' system is not going to help out the Milwaukee Bucks. Personally, I don't see why they hired Doc Rivers in the first place. It's nothing to have to do with, you know, any of his politics. It has to do with the fact that everywhere he's gone, he's been like a one-and-done coach. Uh, the only time he's won a title was with Boston, but that's when he had a stacked roster of Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise um, that Doc Rivers is probably on his last coaching job in the NBA if he can't get this Milwaukee Bucks team turned around. But um, right now, I mean, even Milwaukee's only two games back. Cleveland looks like the favorite right now in the Central Division if they can keep up their level of play. Let's move over to the Southeast Conference and uh, the Miami Heat uh, and the Orlando Magic. Hurt. It's Battle of Florida down in the Southeastern Conference. And uh, the way Orlando's playing right now, um, I would be very scared of them if you get seated up against them in the playoffs. This team is a very young and solid uh, basketball team. And let me just say, J- Jamal Mosley has done a great job. And I'm happy the Orlando Magic allowed him to keep building this roster to where it is today. I mean, uh, they might not have the playoff experience, but this team is going to have a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. And I would just hate to be that seed that draws the Orlando Magic uh, if they finish first or second in the division. I just don't see Atlanta catching up to them after the All-Star break. I mean, it's a battle of the Florida teams down in the Southeastern Conference. And whoever wins first place, man, they deserve it because uh, they're just two really solid basketball teams. Um, You know, I have to give credit to the Orlando Magic for having the catchiest theme song on TikTok right now. Um... You know, whoever their social media guy is down there is just killing it. And uh, it keeps popping up on my uh, For You feed. But, you know, the, the Orlando Magic might be a threat again in the Eastern Conference. If they keep building this roster and they keep getting better, Pablo Blanchero is going to be a all-star um, for the next five to six years. I mean that that guy's a, that that guy's a beast with the uh, basketball. Um, so keep an eye out on the southeastern division to see who wins the battle of Florida. Let's move over to the um, Western Conference and let's start off at the Northwest Conference, where it's a battle between Minnesota and Denver, and the Oklahoma City Thunder right behind those two tied teams by half a game. I, it, you got a three team race in the Northwest Division this year. And the one team that surprised me is Minnesota being the top team right now. Uh, Minnesota has completely surprised me this year. I thought Denver was going to, it was a shoe-in for Denver to win the division just because of how great that team is uh, that just won the NBA title last year. Uh, But Minnesota, man, they might not have the, they have a couple of key players that are well-known and are NBA All-Stars. But a lot of the supporting guys have really stepped up and helped out the team this year. And it's kind of shocking to see Minnesota in first place 
Um, you know, after Kevin Garnett left, you, you figured Minnesota would be like the um, Siberian prison that NBA players get sent to. It just turned out really well for that team. Uh, there's nothing wrong that they're doing. It's just, man, you got a three-team race in that division. And I could see uh, Minnesota, Denver, or Oklahoma City finishing um, with the top spot in that division. Um, for Utah and Portland, um, God bless both of you. Um, you'll get better soon. Um, it's just it's going to be a long road for you to catch up to those three teams. Let's go over to the Pacific Division, where the L.A. Clippers are playing some of the best basketball it, uh, they have played in years. And you got to give up Tyron and Lou, the head coach of the Clippers. They're, they're playing some of the best basketball I've seen them play with Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. Those three are really working together. And I could see them uh, possibly winning the division. My only issue right now is with Phoenix right behind them, four games. I don't know if Phoenix will get that uh, last-minute surge at the end of the season to take first place from the uh, Clippers. But, uh, you know, with the the Clippers getting a new stadium next year, you know, winning the division would make a nice uh, would make a nice new um, home-warming present to raise a new banner in that arena. Um, that looked pretty nice, actually, to be honest. I thought it... Um, the outside looks like a crapshoot, but when you look inside, that's going to be a very tough arena to play in. So you got to give credit to the Clippers owner for building a stadium that looks terrifying to play in. Especially with the new fan section they're proposing. And I mean, that that when you're shooting free throws, looking at that crowd section, the home crowd section, oh my god, it, it would be so distracting. I would probably miss both my free throws. To be honest, I mean, having to look at that crowd, wave, uh, noise distractors and all that, I mean, good gosh. I mean, that's like the worst thing you could look up at while shooting a free throw. And it's going to be interesting to see how um, the Clipper fan base, um, how many free throws they can uh, force the other team to miss. Uh, the, the Kings, I'm kind of surprised they've dropped uh, to third place. Um it's not really um, a surprise. I thought they'd be second in the uh, Pacific Division. And it's just that the Phoenix Suns and the Clippers are playing really good basketball right now. There's still plenty of time for the Kings to reclaim the top of the um, Pacific Division. But they got to start winning because they're eight and a half games back at first place. I just don't know how long, you know. Uh, until the Clippers uh, clinch the um, division. So they better start winning soon in, uh, this week. Um, for the Lakers and the Warriors, I kind of expected them to be 4-5. and five. I just feel bad for Steph Curry right now, playing some of his best basketball. I mean, he scored 60 points the other night, and they still lost. You know, I, I, I'm just surprised Klay Thompson's even still with the team right now. He is like the anchor that is holding down the Clippers, or not the Warriors, I meant, excuse me, the Warriors from uh, really being a competitive basketball team again. I mean, I looked at the stat line he had when Steph Curry hit 60 points against one team, and it was just like um, a G League stat line. And it's just like, you got to cut ties with him. I know he's been with the franchise for a long time, 
but you need to find someone that can fill that gap and actually help Steph Curry win a couple more titles before he's out of his prime. So it's really um, not the Warriors' fault. It's just they got to find some way to cut ties with Klay Thompson and actually get someone who can fill his role and actually help Steph Curry win the uh, Pacific Division a couple more times before you know he decides to hang up the shoes for the final time. And let's move on to the last division, and that's the Southwest Division. You know, I'm kind of surprised the New Orleans Pelicans are in first place right now. Now, the reason why is um, just they kind of have a subpar put-together team. I mean, they got some uh, inexperienced guys, but they're really working well together right now. I really thought Dallas or uh, Houston would be uh, n- number one in the Southwest Division. And, you know, the Dallas probably would be. You know, if it wasn't for all the injuries to Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, and then you got Lively, who's like their best vital rebounder, until the trades today. Um, If those guys weren't injured, I could see Dallas in first place and Houston in second. And I I can easily see um, the Pelicans lose first to the Mavericks or the Rockets. Right now, um, Dallas is one and a half games back and Houston six and a half. And I could see uh, New Orleans, after the All-Star break, um, possibly lose that uh, first uh, place spot in the Southwest Division. And it actually wouldn't surprise me if Dallas won the uh, division this year. I mean, if P.J. Washington and Daniel Gifford really work well with Luka Doncic, uh, that is one scary team in the second half of the season and in the playoffs. I actually think the Mavericks could make the NBA Finals this year. If everything works together, everyone's healthy, you know, P.J. Washington and Daniel Gifford are helping out Luka, not trying to steal the ball from him. I actually could see the Dallas Mavericks make the NBA Finals this year. It would be a tough road for them with the Clippers, you know, the Suns. But if everything clicks together and they play really good basketball, then it's just like Luka Doncic and... You know, not have to score 40 points a game for Dallas to even have a shot at winning. Um, the Dallas Mavericks could be going to the NBA Finals. I mean, it, it, but this all hin- uh, hinges on them being healthy and the two new additions really helping out and not trying to, you know, steal the spotlight from Luka and Kyrie. If that happens, I would watch out for the Mavericks because that, that team could be probably one of the nastiest teams in the playoffs this year if everything works together and works well. Well, that's it for this episode of Sweet Sports Talk. Tune in on Sunday morning to find out who I think will take home the Super Bowl title this year in Las Vegas.